Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm so excited to share with you guys this episode and um, a number of episodes that are going to follow over the next week. Yesterday, I shared, for those of you who listened, I shared um, a something I was doing for the promotion of my mastermind free uh, that I felt like in my mind, it made sense. It was a good idea, um, but it was sort of an experiment. But I wasn't actually sure how it was going to go. And I've started this process now and I'm going to start to release this content. And I'm just loving how this is unfolding. So I do free live stream series all the time. I really like it. But when I tried to kind of wrap my mind around doing yet another free live stream series to launch my mastermind, I was met with a lot of resistance because I just, I did quite a bit in December. I just, there felt like a lot of forceful energy behind it, but I really liked the idea for the live stream series that I had, which was to actually get on real coaching calls with real business owners and just meet them where they're at and help them move towards their goals for 2022 and move beyond anything that's kind of stopping them from having that manifest for them. And, uh, so I put out a call to my audience and I said, these are, you know, free intensives that you can apply for so long as you're okay with the recording being shared with my audience. And I got a really big uh, response to it and I chose a number of people and I've started the process of actually jumping on these calls with these business owners. And I've specifically chosen people that I really felt like were just at different points in their business, kind of working through different things or towards different kinds of goals. Um, and so they're all just hopefully really going to complement each other. Anyway, so I'm going to be, today's the first one. I really recommend that you guys make time for if, you know, you have goals in your business. I really think this is one of the most valuable things I've ever created personally. And I've, it's still in the process, but it just feels that way to me. And it's because, you know, knowledge isn't power. The application of knowledge is power. And I can sit and teach things in front of a live stream, which I really love doing. But I think there's so much to be said about the depth that happens when you're actually hearing about someone actually applying these things or where it is that they're at in their business, what they're struggling with, what they're implementing right now, what kind of things that I highlight for them as I'm listening to them talk. I know that you guys are going to hear things for you and get ideas and have insights that you're hearing in the people that are on these calls. So I just first really want to thank our participants that we're willing to be seen, we're willing to share vulnerably, we're willing to create this with me. Um, and I'm going to introduce our first one in just a second. But before I do, I wanted to let you guys know that my mastermind, which is a one-on-one -on -one and group coaching program for people with online businesses, and it's called free, <laughs> it is rising in price tomorrow night. It's been on pre-sale this last week. But it's rising in price tomorrow night, $333 for both the pay in full and the payment plan option. So I'm going to link that down below for you guys. There's still time to book in to have a call with me or just message me on Instagram if you have any questions about it. And uh, I just kind of wanted to give the behind the scenes look at what it really looks like to do all kinds of different work in your business. And on these calls already with the ones that I've had, there's such a huge number of different topics that we go over. I think that you're really going to find whatever it is that you need, both from a mindset, like shift perspective, if you will, um, or a more of a strategy-based thing. The, the one that I just got off, which I think I'll probably release tomorrow, we really created this whole new income stream for her that really then put her into the possibility of actually scaling her business to much bigger months that she's been working for working towards for quite a while so that's a part of the conversation as well and yeah I think that these are really special they're really special to me I'm really just loving this process and I'm so excited to share it with you guys so our call participant number one uh, her name is Courtney and she is a holistic health coach who helps women lose weight without counting calories macros or dieting and she had her own 30 pound weight loss journey that we kind of talk about on the call a little bit um, and she really helps women with their relationship with food in terms of and, and their body and finding a more holistic, approach to losing weight, which I think is just like such an important thing that I see emerging more and more in the coaching world. And it makes me really happy. <laughs> um, but in terms of her business, Courtney's kind of at the place of 
averaging a few hundred dollars a month in her business. She's about a year in and she says she, you know, that's an average. So there's months where maybe she doesn't make anything and months where she makes quite a bit more. I think that's pretty typical. And she's really wanting to know, you know, how to attract more clients into her business and that she has the structures in place. And I see this a lot, like people build out the foundation of their business. And then from there, it's about opening themselves energetically up to the people actually coming in and removing what's in the way. And Courtney specifically talked quite a bit about her, not necessarily fear of selling, but her like resistance around selling. And I think this is really typical for people. And so we had a great conversation around that. Anybody, I think this conversation is, uh, for me, it's like the things that come up in my conversation with Courtney today are the things that I think hold people back probably 80% of the time is it's really about grounding ourselves within our own value and up leveling our identity and our energy in order to have other people reflect that back to us so we really go into depth today and I just thank Courtney for being very open and allowing me to put her on the spot and all the good things so I'm so excited to share this with you guys and there'll be more to come so enjoy You're listening to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders. I'm a mindset and marketing coach for modern entrepreneurs and business owners who know deep down that there's a better, smarter, and easier way to manifest the success they desire. On this podcast, we explore a very different approach to growing your business and income quickly, and it has nothing to do with hustling hard or discovering the perfect marketing strategy. By understanding the power of my thoughts and training myself to think in energetic alignment with the reality I desired, I went from nine to five teacher to six figure online business owner in less than two years. And if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that we're each vastly capable of creating hugely successful businesses that light us up and set us free. I'm here to share with you the knowledge and strategies needed to manifest the success you want. I truly believe you can become, create and achieve anything you desire. And it's just a matter of changing your thoughts in order to change your life. So let's get started. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to chat with you today. And uh, I was just telling her before we started recording that, you know, it takes something to be willing to do a coaching call in, in knowing that it's going to be made public because, um, yeah, because it's, uh, it it's gets real. Scary. Like, it, yeah, yeah, it's scary. And, <laughs> and you've been in your business for a while. And I know you know that this is a very confronting, you know, there's a reason they call it a roller coaster. It's because we, it's essentially all about our relationship with ourselves, right? So, mm-hmm. so I want to just kind of set you up here. Um, how do you want to just give me a little bit of a rundown? I have some background info, but a little bit of a rundown of where you're at in your business right now, how long you've been building it for and uh, what you're kind of moving towards. Okay. So I've been doing my business for just a little over a year now, full-time. I did do a part-time job while I ran my business for a little bit and it just was too much. So um, I've been doing it for a year and a half. I am a health coach. Sorry, what were your questions? (laughs) Okay, no, yeah, just just where you're at in your business. Where I'm at, okay. And your niche and and, Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I am a health coach and I help women basically break up with dieting, like feel good in themselves and we do like some life coaching things too. And, um, I offer several programs such as one-on-one coaching. I do have a course, um, that I'm still building, but like I have launched it, but, um, it's kind of been like, Mm -hmm. I have someone in it, but that's about it. And then I do, um, a group program that's quarterly and it's just like a month long program where they get like, um, recipes and accountability from me. And it's just like a fun little community of like a refresher every few months instead of, feeling like you have to do something all the time. Um, and yeah, so, and like my months aren't consistent with my business, which is really, really frustrating. I'd love to see more consistency and like actually like be able to like pay myself, um, Mm -hmm. instead of just paying my business right now and like getting things by. Right. Okay. So you have, um, you know, offers in place really that are Mm -hmm. making you money and you've had clients and they've gotten results. Um, and you really like laid the groundwork for your business and now it's about letting it really work for you. Right. And just one thing I wanted to say there about the inconsistency in your income. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to create consistency and we absolutely Mm -hmm. can have it. Um, and usually it looks like 
you know, how we're structuring our offers such that there's predictability in where money is coming from each month, like setting up a business model that if you're wanting consistency in your income, it creates that either through like an open-end offer or a funnel that's in place or whatever it is. But I also don't want you to make yourself wrong if there isn't consistency in your business, because I think that's a bit of like the employee mindset right? Like I need rather than because would it actually be a problem if you had a 10k month one month and a 1k month the next month if your goal is $5,000 a month? Like there's not actually a problem with that, right? So the only reason I bring that up is like we tend to find fault within ourselves around things that there's not actually a problem with, right? Um, And consistency can come as well. Um, Can I hear a little bit about your story personally what had you get into this work? Because you're a health coach, you help women, you know, with dieting free weight loss, essentially, which I absolutely love. I think there's such a need for. Um, Mm -hmm. But obviously, you know, you must have had a transformation yourself that led you into wanting to do this for others. Yeah. So my weight loss journey happened before I was even a health coach. So like everything that like I learned and implemented, I'm like, man, I wish I had this when I went through my own health journey. Um, But like, yeah, I was a college athlete. I was like, once that was done, like I didn't know how to take care of myself properly. Like it was like overly working out and like poor diet, all that stuff, ate whatever I wanted. And then when I became an adult and got my job, I was like, oh, I should really like, you know, take a little more pride in my body and feel better. So I have energy and I can show up at work. And um, that's when I just started like trying all these different things and diets and like none of it worked. And then when I met my fiance or my husband, sorry, when I met my husband, he, um, I don't know, he just like helped me see a different lens, like food through a different lens. And that's when like my transformation happened. Mm. And then I suddenly got really unhappy in my career. And I met a friend who was like, oh, hey, have you ever heard of health coaching? And I was like, yeah, Um, I mean, never thought about it. She's like, well, you're really good at like helping people and like solving their problems and like making it really unique to them. And she's like, why don't you try it? Went through the program. And then I quit my job about like three months after I went through the program, um, which is awesome. But it was like nice just to like share my health journey and then bring in that holistic side of things that could actually help other people make change. And I could like share that and teach that to them. So. Okay. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. I love, I mean, I had a not necessarily a similar um, sort of transformation, but a a change in my relationship with food that changed everything else in my life. And I think women doing what you're doing or people, coaches doing what you're doing is so important because there are people that feel imprisoned by their relationship with food and their bodies. And it really holds us back, right? Um, And it's not not really the food. It's like other things. So Right. But people don't know that (laughs) because we're so like fed this narrative. Right. Um, And so really you're helping set people free, which is huge. So I have a lot more to say about that. But one of the things you said in your application for this call, well, a few things that you said, you talked about, you know, um, kind of resistance around selling, but also fear around failing, fear around scaling, not being able to um, maintain it once you did scale mm-hmm. things, fear around losing your freedom in your business if it were to really scale to the point that you wanted to, mm-hmm. and what that might mean in terms of how you got to feel. And so, what I want to kind of focus on with you today is, <laughs> excuse me, removing the resistance that's there. Because I think for you, you have a pretty good handle on, you know, who you're helping, how you're helping them. You have offers in place that have been selling for you. You're already making mm-hmm. money. I often say, like, a lot of the work comes before we really start making any money in our business and you already are. So what I'm seeing is small tweaks, mostly from a mindset perspective and perhaps from a place of strategy and your actual offers themselves and maybe how you talk about them. That's really going to have things start to open up because everything's already in place for you. You have the audience online, you have the offers, you know, you've figured Mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff out. But there's resistance around selling, around, you know, the fear of success. You talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about money mindset and our job, you know, outside of actually learning how to implement the strategies and start making sales and even having things to sell is to remove the resistance and resistance can come in the form of our mindset, mostly in our relationship with ourselves, but then also how we're showing up in our business because you talked about really not liking sales, right? Yeah. And you want this like 
this flow. And I, I get it. I mean, this one comes up all the time and it's a mix between looking at where that's coming from for you, but also adjusting things so that how you're approaching your business doesn't bring up as much resistance, right? Because we don't want to necessarily run away from everything that doesn't feel good to us. We want to transform whatever there is to transform and then say, and I still wish to do this a little bit differently because, you know, posting on Instagram all the time just isn't my jam, which is totally fine, but we don't want to do it from fear, right? That's the difference. So (laughs) I want to ask you, because it's my belief and experience, it's more than a belief, I know this to be true, that so much of the resistance really starts to kind of evaporate for us when we're up-leveling our own belief within ourselves and within our ability to help people through our business, right? And I think that you already have that belief, but we want to take it from kind of here, you know, all the way up to here. So I'm going to like coach you through that a little bit. Um, What would, from your own story that you shared with us, how did creating a different relationship with food and your body and working through those emotions and really transforming that area of your life, how has it impacted you, you know, in terms of how you get to feel the things that was maybe holding you back from and just your emotional experience of life in general? Um, I would definitely say like it, obviously it boosts your confidence when you feel better in your body. And so I was a park ranger before while I went through that transformation and like, I was able to show up and like, as more of an authority. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't scared to write tickets. I wasn't scared to approach a group of rowdy men who were going to like bully me. And like, I was able to handle that and like remove the emotions and like actually like do it with confidence and not be so scared mm-hmm. <laughs> or That's like huge. a little mouse. Like I, I like feel like I blossomed into who I am when I went through that transformation and just having that confidence overall. And do you think that that led you into believing you could start a business like that increase in confidence? Yeah. And like, I've always (laughs) known, like when I was, cause my parents were entrepreneurs. So I always knew I was going to start a business, but it was like a matter of like getting the confidence to do it or knowing that I could be my own boss or knowing that I could, um, just like, you know, help other people and actually have them respect me for what I have to say. Right. And I mean, I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg because the way that we feel about Mm -hmm. ourselves, as you've just outlined, impacts all areas of our lives. Would you say Mm -hmm. that it impacted relationships in your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Because like I was in a lot of toxic relationships. And then once I started like respecting myself more, I met my incredible husband and like it's the most amazing relationship I've ever had and will continue to have because of that. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, and this is just the beginning, right? Like you have the rest Mm -hmm. of your life to live free from the constraints of what so many women deal with in terms of just an obsession around guilt, around food an obsession over their body, feeling not good enough, feeling unworthy because of, you know, 10, 20 extra pounds or whatever it is. It's like, it's actually kind of crazy. Um, and the reason that I have you say that is that what we get back in our business is a reflection of who we are being about what we're helping people to do. And the number one thing that you can do from a mindset perspective is really start to embody your truth and your belief that you're here to help people completely change their lives. And I want to do a little bit of like a, a practice with you, a woman that not even necessarily comes into your world, but who is going through that transformation you know, she is likely, she's tired of dieting. She's been hard on her body her entire life. It impacts her relationship. She doesn't believe she's worthy of, you know, the things that she wanted. I love what you said about like being more um, sort of authoritative in a sense, because you could really Mm -hmm. stand your ground. That's respect, right? That's boundaries. Um, Mm -hmm. But also she's probably holding herself back from really living the life that she's capable of impacting the lives she's capable of impacting because of all of this it's like how many of us live in this this like waiting game with our bodies right so from there and and I can go on and on and on about how hard it can be to be in that space from there a woman who implements your strategies in any of your programs it doesn't really matter but creates the transformation that you know how to help them create through um sorry any of your offers what in the next year, five years, 10 years and beyond, 
could possibly become available to her or like how might she decide to change her life as a result of moving beyond the restrictions of, you know, everything that we just talked about. Like what's really available to her. If she shows up, she does your program and your coaching, what transforms? Um, I would definitely say like healthier relationships, being able to set those boundaries. So that way they, she prioritizes herself over anybody else. So that way she can continue to grow. And, um, even if she decides to have a family and have kids, she still knows how to take care of herself in those moments. Or if she is a family person, she still knows how to teach those kids and raise a healthier family. Um, they could get a promotion because they do gain that confidence and that mindset of like, they can do what they set their mind to, or like, I don't know, they'll free up so much space in their head from not focusing on food so much, but they'll focus on what actually matters in their life and what means most to them and realize that their weight, their food, none of that actually has anything to do with their success in life. Right. And that's just the surface level, right? Like she may yeah. go on to make millions of dollars in a business that she never would have started. She may, yeah. you yeah. know, find the love of her life that she wasn't ever going to let herself actually believe she was worthy of or <clears throat> transform her existing relationship because now she has so much love for herself that that is being, you know, reflected back to her and the people around her. It's yeah. like, yeah. I want you to be present to the fact that when someone comes into your world and does and, you know, implements the things you're telling them to do or coaching them through, especially the emotional stuff is such important work that you're helping, like helping them to actually identify those emotions and release them. Like that is access to an entirely different life on every possible level. Yeah. Right. And when you are marketing, I don't even like that word that much, but when you are sharing with people about how they can work with you, do you feel truly present to the possibility that you're creating a space for people to have in their lives? No. (laughs) And I like, even like when I'm doing like my one-on-one calls with like clients, like I kind of forget, like I'm so micro with the changes I'm giving them, but those micro changes will give them those results. And I think I forget about that. I forget about the lifelong results. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And this is like, just kind of typical. It's like, we were Mm -hmm. so zoomed in that we forget to remove ourselves from our own world and business and really look. And you said that the people you've helped one-on-one it's completely changed their, their lives, right? They've seen huge results. What are some of the results that your clients have seen? Um, well, I've had some of them, like they'll lose 10 pounds within their time with me. They'll, um, I've had one client that she was very against like emotions, like a lawyer type, Mm. just like (laughs) that type. And by the end, like we, the food and the workouts, all that like was done within a month. So the other two months that we worked together was literally like this transformation of her, like setting boundaries and like, just like becoming a more loving individual and on her terms and I don't know. That was like one of my favorite transformations, but <laughs> that's, I mean, that's everything. That's like yeah. living your authentic life as opposed to not. Yeah. Like, yeah. We could write a whole book on how valuable that is to someone. Yeah. And it's so funny how when we're like selling our offers and marketing them, we're like, well, it's this long and they get this many hours with me. It's like, well, yeah, yeah but no, they're getting not only everything that you personally had to go through and learn and transform for yourself to even make the work available to them, but also they're gaining access. Like it's completely invaluable. You could be charging $20,000 for that transformation easy. And I guarantee that person makes so much more than that moving forward in their lifetime. I'm not necessarily recommending you charge $20,000, but I'm saying like, (laughs) we get so in our head about like, oh, well, how much, you know, it's $300 this, and I don't want to feel pushy. And it's like, what I want to offer you is really to, to be so present to that, that you are helping people completely change every facet of their lives. And what happens for them within the container, the length of the container, or even in the year following is like breadcrumbs in comparison to the different life it's going to lead them down. And it couldn't have been without you making it available to them or, or helping them to make it available to themselves in a sense. Yeah. Right. And when we embody that, 
it's no longer about selling because selling is like about us trying to make money, right? And there's nothing wrong with that as a business owner, except that it brings up all this resistance because it's like, oh, I'm being, I'm being too, like how, when you're putting out an offer, you're creating marketing content for it and you're selling, what comes up for you in terms of emotions? Um, that's, I don't, it's, I just don't like it. It's like, it's really hard. Like it's hard work for me to want to sit down and like sell myself to people. Like I just, I don't know. It just feels like icky. And like, I've done Mm -hmm. it in the most like kind and natural way that as like I, I can do. And it's still just not, not my jam. I don't know. (laughs) I want to just reflect back something you said there. You said to sell myself to people but you're not actually selling yourself. And I get it. Like I'm speaking from all my own experience. (laughs) That's why I hear it. So yeah, like, oh my God, I I could talk forever about, you know, all the ways in which I've tried to prove things in the past about me. But that's coming from a mindset of like wanting people to accept you and wanting them to even, you know, put money there too. Whereas it's like, we're not actually asking them to accept us. If we accept us, we don't need anybody else to, right? What you're selling and I don't even really, again, like that word, what you're selling is uh, the potential for an entirely different life, which the women who are reading your content or seeing your content are calling forth. That's why they're seeing it, right? It's like Mm -hmm. the universe is answering their desires as much as it's answering yours. So where is their like personal, actually, I want to ask you um, this next question that I think will answer the one I was about to ask. If I had, if I said, Courtney, give me three reasons right now why I should hire you as my coach. What would they be? Oh my God. <laughs> I love to put people on the spot. I know. <laughs> well, I wasn't prepared. Um, three reasons why you should hire me as your coach. Um, that's like, I don't, oh my God, that's really hard. I would say that because I'm a coach that actually cares, um, I'm an empath and I, feel what you're going through, through and through. Like, I truly believe that. Um, I can help you understand how to actually eat because it's not so much like the binging and all that stuff. It's once you understand what you're putting in your body, you're going to respect it a lot more and you're going to respect your body. You're going to raise your standards for who, what you want to do for yourself. And three, I don't know. Because I'm okay. funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so perfect because like yeah. we tend to deflect things, right? Which is exactly yeah. what that was. <laughs> but it's perfect. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is, I'm not actually asking that question for the answers you're going to give me. I'm asking that question to see how easy it is for you to answer it. Because that tells me everything I need to know about the level of like, the level of self-belief that you're operating from, which is the number one Mm -hmm. thing that's dictating your results and how easy it is for you to show up in your business and to market Mm -hmm. or to talk to people, how you can help them. So there's so there's such a transformation that happens externally when people do this work where they take themselves from being like, like what most people, when I ask them that question, that's exactly the answer that I get is like, oh, um, like it's, it's really hard for them. If I were to say, you know, tell me three reasons why maybe people shouldn't hire you. It would probably be easier for you because you're more aware of that in your own mind, right? You're more familiar with your self-doubt than you are with your self-belief. And this is just, this is what the work is in growing a business. So I, you know, just thank you for (laughs) receiving that because I don't put you on the spot, but the panic. (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect. I love it when, when, yeah, that works out so perfect. Um, So where I I want you to get to in terms of your own mindset work around that is that if the next time time someone were to ask you that, your response would be right there for you, or it would be something like only three. And the way that we do that, because this is what happened in my business was I went from a place of having no idea. um, You know, I really, I would have answered exactly as you did, or I would have like tried to sort of like strong suit my way through it and be like, oh, because I'm, you know, this and whatever, but not, it wouldn't have actually been embodied for me. But I strategically, from a mindset perspective, took myself over just a couple of months of really practicing new thoughts from Mm -hmm. that place of uncertainty 
to more of an answer of like, how much time do you have? And that's not like a cocky thing. That's a practiced way of thinking about yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when someone asks you that, and it's not that a potential client is going to ask you that, and then you have to sell them on yourself. It's that that's a way of being in your business. That is a complete magnet to sales being easy for you because all you really have to do is tell people about what you're doing. And they're like, yeah, it's like when you believe it, they will as well. Right. Yeah. And I you do. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I think okay, one thing ahead. that's like sticking in my head is like you went, we talked about earlier in the call, but was like shifting the narrative of like my success and like who I am, because like, I think I'm still stuck in like, yeah. I'm a park ranger. This is my job. And I never truly like embodied being a health coach and I still don't. Yes. So I think that's, yes. Yeah. There was that, what you just said is the reason I called this the Illuminate Intensive because Illuminate, like I did this training last year, it was called Luminary and it was all about like identity and your personal power. And then it was sort of this play on words of like, I'm going to help people illuminate themselves and step into the way of being and the identity and the belief of where they desire to go. Because that's always the number one thing when we're coming up against doubt in our business or we're feeling salesy, it's because we're not fully embodying or believing in how much we can help people. Right. And it's yeah. just kind of, it's just kind of typical. And this is yeah. just what the work is. So, so what would it, the version of you who is so grounded, like who you are for yourself is no longer employee. Right. And it makes sense that that's there. That's like, I mean, we're employees from the time we first go to school, we're starting to be like yeah. programmed for that. Right. So it's a lot to let go of, but how would it feel for you? Or what are the kinds of emotions you might experience in your business? If you were like, not only am I an incredible health coach, but I every single day help people to completely change their lives. Like what would my, what would that, what would, what would the emotional experience, what kinds of things would you feel about yourself within your business? I feel like I would actually believe that I could do this business. Right. Right. And what I was going to say before was um, that you do have belief because you have clients. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you are making money. So that tells me that yeah. it is there and which is a lot easier than if it's not there at all. And you have to build it from the ground up. This is just yeah. building on what's already there. And that's yeah. through like really reminding yourself of how much you help people, but also really embodying how much what you help people to do has changed your own life. Like if you can be embodied in the transformation that you help people with and really present to how valuable it is. That's yep. when it's like, you're just this clearing for people that are looking for your work in particular, and that are going to resonate with your way of teaching it. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, what some of that mindset work looks like is just writing down or presenting yourself, like not downplaying the incredible things that you've helped people to do instead, like really celebrating them, like really being like, I helped that woman, you know, create X, Y, and Z, like, okay. and, and it's a big deal. It's a big deal yeah. because of what it took you to get here. It's a big deal because of your own experience. It's a big deal. Like the journey to you becoming this coach and the experience that you've had to have and all that kind of stuff. Like it's taken a lot, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. We kind well, of just like, like yeah, I feel ahead. like the, the universe is like pushing me to, cause like on January 1st, I actually got an email from one of my very, very first clients that I was like, I was a terrible coach when I first started. Like we all have growing pains type deal, but she's still, she's like, I'm sorry. I never wrote this testimonial and it's been two years. And she's like, here's my testimonial to you. And it was like, it was so nice and so heartfelt. And I was like, holy shit, like this, you worked with me two years ago and you still, I still made an impact. And I think that's a sign that I just need to like make that. And shift. how long did you stay in that feeling of like, I helped this woman change her life and she's acknowledging me for it now? Uh, <laughs> I would say for like two hours. So at least I was like two hours. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Because what a lot of people do is they read it and they're like, oh, that's so nice. I can't really deal with that because it goes against my own belief about myself. So I'm just going to kind of downplay yeah. it. Right. <laughs> but I, yeah, but so actually, so it's a good thing that you stayed there for two hours, but we want you to stay yeah. there. Like, you know, 80% of the time in your business, you don't need to be perfect, but yeah. it's about practicing a belief system that says what you help people with 
is incredible. And for the people who are drawn to you, you're the best person in the world to help them with it because you have insights and experiences that are going to personally really hit home for them. Right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so if you were, can you feel how that might make a difference for you in how you're showing up? Like if you're operating from this place of like, I say, it's like a, this sounds really cocky and I don't mean it that way, but it's, it's like a, you're welcome energy. Like you're welcome that I did the work and I'm making this available. You're welcome that I'm like, this is like my gift to the world in a sense. Right. Not again, not from like a pretentious kind of place, but like, I really believe in what I'm doing and I really believe in my ability to help people. And I'm going to embody that as I talk about it. Yeah. Right. Do you feel how that might feel different as when you're not present to it and you're like, what do I need to say to convince people that they should work with me, (laughs) which feels awful. Yeah. No, I I feel like I, like, I wouldn't be scared to sell. Like I, and I would actually want to show up. Like it would just be a huge shift. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, you know, really what this work is. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your, your sort of marketing strategy. So have you done things predominantly on Instagram up until now? Yeah, that was okay. um, how I started my whole business was just through Instagram. That's how I get all of my clients. Okay. Um, and then it's been just this last month that I tried to shift to like email marketing, which I still need to work on that. And then Pinterest, Google ads, that sort of thing. So, right. And you'd written in your application that you were wanting to move away from social media and more towards things like Pinterest. And is that, which is you know great. Um, like there's so many ways to do your business. Is any of that though, coming from this like weird energy you have around Instagram? Probably because like it used to be fun for me to show up on there and now it just it feels like a burden and Mm -hmm. I think like I just get so frustrated with like this is going to sound really bad Um, I just get so frustrated when like people come to you and they ask you for all of this free advice and free questions and you're like well hey I actually have Mm -hmm. this really affordable program if you want to join and you can answer all the questions you want. I'll support you one-on-one, whatever. And then they're just like, oh no, I never mind. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and like, I've had so much of that. And like, I'm fine with being rejected. Like that doesn't bug me, but I'm just annoyed with people using me and like using my time. And even if I set those boundaries, I'm just like, they just get mad. And then they still do it and do it and do it. And I'm like, I'm just not, I don't know. Do you think it's a coincidence that people show up in your world that are undervaluing your work when you're undervaluing your work? Yes. <laughs> so it's not a coincidence. I know it's like, I get it. I like, cause I used to have so much of that too. And when it still happens, it's a little triggering. Cause it's like, Hey, you know, let me grab you a coffee. I want to pick your brain. That line drives yeah. me insane. I'm like, like oh. can, yeah, like what, this is what my clients pay me for though. But what I can say is that it's gotten so much less, the more that I've been really embodying my own value. I attract people who show up and are ready to pay for things. Right. And I create the free content that feels good. And I, when I do get a message from someone, I send them towards something, you know, a podcast episode that I think might help them or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like, again, the world is just always mirroring back to us. So when you're like, yeah. my work is worth tens of thousands of dollars, other people are going to show you your work is worth tens of thousands of dollars. How can I pay you? Right. Yeah. Whereas when you're like, I don't know what my work is really worth or what if I'm being salesy to people or like, what if they don't actually need this? How do I sell them? You're going to get people that need to be sold too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's like a I know. slap in the face, but a good slap in the face. <laughs> I, well, I know. Cause it's like empowering and frustrating at the same yeah. time. So you're like, right. Yeah. So I'm creating all of it. Great. Um, and again, that's not like ba- putting boundaries in place is great, but elevating yeah. your energy such that those people can't really access you yeah. is much better. Right. And it all comes back to this work. So, um, okay. So what is sort of your focus? Do you have kind of, it looks like, th- yeah, three different offers, one-on-one coaching, a 30 day food challenge and a, uh, oh, you said you have a membership and like, blueprint course that you're working on 
right? Yeah. So yeah, I like that. I like that like tiered system, things at every mm -hmm. level. I think that makes a lot of sense. What is sort of among those three things, your focus or where, what feels most aligned for you in terms of wanting to see it grow? Or is it like, you just want everything to grow? I mean, I'd love everything to grow, okay. but my favorite program is my 30 day challenge. Like mm. that, the first time I launched it was amazing. The second I'm launching it right now. And it's, um, I don't know, it's not, it's not working for some reason. Mm. Like I have people signed up, but it's not like the first launch. So it's like right. discouraging or whatever, but that's my favorite program. So, and how much is it? If you don't mind me asking. Um, so the first time I did it, it was 75. Now it is 147. So. Okay. So very yeah. affordable for people. Yeah. And yeah. how, like, what, what do you help them to do in 30 days? So they got, um, an entirely new like recipe book for an entire month. So it's like 25 new dinner recipes, like all that stuff. They, I'm telling you what they got, but you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, they had me as an accountability coach. So they could like had a Facebook group where they could ask me any questions that they had come up. I did weekly lives to help them um, like figure out how to cook, how to prep, how to different changes if they needed it um, or any like health stuff that they wanted desires with or mindset and then um I don't know I feel like a lot of them came to me and they're just really pumped they're like these are really healthy nourishing recipes that actually taste good but they feel inclusive they're like they they like felt like they could do it and I think that was like a really good right. shift for a lot of people so what kind of um outcomes either emotional or physical did you see from people in the first round um, in the first round, I don't, I think it was just like hope as like, I feel like that's really weird, but like they had hope that no, they could not at all. make it happen. So, and like excitement right. it, for change. So it felt doable for them. Yeah. Whereas yeah. a lot of the time it doesn't. Yeah. I think that that's huge. So <clears throat> in terms of, you know, not having this round work the way the first one did all that really is is introduced resistance because there's been more time like often when we mm -hmm. launch something the first time we're kind of it, well you can tell me were you sort of unattached it was like i'm gonna just put this out there and like see what happens because it feels fun mm -hmm. is that where you're coming from yeah 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 whereas this time you're like let me guess i need to make money and what if the price jump is too much for people and you know i don't want to market myself <laughs> is that yeah that kind of resonate nailed it <laughs> <laughs> results don't lie in terms of energy yeah. it's always right so how could you get back to a place of everything we just talked about in terms of being present to it but also letting it be fun um I don't I don't know <laughs> it well I can I can you know tell you it's just letting go of the seriousness of it like we tend to Okay. Because it's a business and I, and I get it. It's like, we need to make money. <laughs> it's yeah. like, we want it to be fun. And we also need to buy food and things like that. So it's not like, <laughs> just don't even worry about it. It's fine. Um, but <laughs> if you can operate from a place of wanting to find fun in the process of launching something, then you're going to, you know, and that just, that's just a perspective shift. Like, how can I write something today? or create an Instagram reel or something like that. That's really just fun for me. Right. Cause people are going right. to feel that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, um, what are some of the, what are some Sorry. of the types of content you like to create that do bring joy for you? Cause it might not be creating Instagram post after Instagram post. Yeah. Um, honestly, I haven't posted on like Instagram, like an actual post and like, Two months okay right so, so Which, <laughs> well and that's coming from obligation that's coming from trying to figure yeah. out what you're supposed to say rather than like here are my thoughts that i have today that i'm yeah. you know want to share with you like if it resonates cool if not no worries yeah. right it's well, like it's, yesterday i shared stories and it was the first time that it was actually like fun for me in a really really long time but it's because i was trying so many new recipes for my boost coming up. And I was like, this is fun again. Right. Like I can share what I'm creating.
to share with you because it's really good and you're going to want it. Like that was the energy I had yesterday. But then when you have no response, then I get back in that cycle of like, well, what was that? Like that was pointless. So, well, the thing is, is that it's not that you didn't, there's no response. It's that everybody, like all of it is adding to just because you didn't get an immediate sign up from that doesn't mean that there aren't people that are going to sign up because of it. Right. <clears throat> um, it's all like kind of building. And I had one coach that explained it to me in a launch. It's kind of like, we, we tend to think like people are either a yes or a no. Right. And we're trying to get them from a no to a yes, which feels like a huge amount of work. Right. Yeah. Whereas in reality, people that are engaging with your content, many of them are somewhere it's like they're a phone that's charging they're plugged into the wall they're at a 70 percent yes right now and a 70 percent yes isn't where they're going to sign up from but maybe that piece of content took them from a 50 percent to a 70 percent and maybe the next yeah. piece of content is also going to take them then from a 70 to a 90 and then as you're about to close card on it they go right to a 100 and they sign up so it's like we're not yeah we're not trying to get people from zero to a hundred or even from a maybe all the way up to a yes. We're, we're allowing them space and creating educational fun content. I mean, I love that. I love that, um, mm -hmm. you know, you allowed it to be fun and that you really enjoyed it because I guarantee it took a lot of people from, you know, maybe a 50% or a 70% and like, they're almost there. They're like right there, but we're like, oh my gosh, nobody signed up. Nobody's coming. Where it's like, yeah. what if you had a hundred people or even 20 people that were like at sitting right now at a 95% and it's either, you're either going to decide that no one else is coming at which point none of those 95% turn into a hundred or you're going to keep going. And the next piece of content turns them all into a hundred and then they all just start signing up. And it was like, it was actually yeah. like that piece of content you created yesterday was a huge factor for them, but it might look like the next post you write that didn't have the same amount of energy behind it is actually the thing. So then we start to judge the kinds of content we're creating rather than trusting that what we feel called to is exactly what people need to see. And they're just in the process of getting ready. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it, <laughs> it, well, it's a, a lot easier said than done. Right. Because yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. we're over here like in rejection and, you know, resistance and yeah. yeah, shooting ourselves and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's a, it's a practice and there's room in launches for resistance. There's room for doubt. There's room for days spent convinced that not one single person is going to come. Like it's okay. All of you gets to be present in it. I think we tend to be yeah. like, well, now I'm in this mindset, so it's not going to work. Well, it still can, right? There yeah. are a lot of, I always say that, um, I get the lurkers, <laughs> the majority of my signups and I, and I am a lurker are people that I didn't even know were there. Like I didn't even know they were watching my stories yeah. or reading all my emails. It looked like there was no one. And then all of a sudden there were all these people that came through. I didn't, I'm like, where I've never even seen you before. Or like, I didn't even know that you were someone that was paying attention to this. Right. Yeah. And this is yeah. the hardest part because it, it looks like there's nothing, but there's actually a lot happening under the surface. Yeah. Right. That makes sense because some of my clients that I have, like they come out of nowhere, like they're my biggest right. surprise, but they're my favorite. So, <laughs> right. Right. So your job, and it's the hardest job that there is, and it takes something to get good at this, but your job is to continue holding space for that possibility for people, even when it looks like nothing's happening and you don't have to be perfect about it at all. And it's something you get better and better at. But a lot of the time what happens is we launch something the first time it's really easy. It fills but we haven't actually learned how to hold space in any contrast, right? We were like, it was just easy. And then we go through another launch where it doesn't go that way. And it's yeah. like, oh, this one must not be working. Like, no, it was just that before things were allowed to be easy. Now you're learning to evolve. Now you're being called into actually building the ability to stand in what you know is available to people through your offer. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would... I would in this launch, how many more days are there? Um, it starts the 17th. Oh, so, so I have tons of time a week. Yeah. So I would really make it your number one job to have fun with your content. And it's like the worst thing that happens is that nobody signs up, but you've had fun in the process. That's the worst <laughs> case scenario, right? But you had fun, which is yeah. a plus. <laughs> 
I highly <laughs> doubt that if you made it your job to have fun, that you're not going to have anyone else signing up. I actually believe I have a belief system because I have so many experiences like this, where the vast majority of sales, especially for something that's, you know, sort of between 50 to $200, they come in, in that, like that last day, I've just had it over and over and over and over. Okay. So it, it has made it easier for me to stay in the launch. But if you haven't had that experience yet, then it really looks like nobody's coming, but people love to wait on things. And until there's that urgency, you know, so I really encourage you to stick with the launch because you'd be surprised what can come in in those last 48 to 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. Um, okay. The other thing I'd say from a place of creating content rather than a, what do I need to say to sell myself, which is really heavy and you probably take hours. That's why you're not posting on Instagram. It takes you hours. Right. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's just the whole thing. And then that's not authentic, right? Like it's not, it's, it's, you trying to put things together. I mean, I still have to, like, I'll sit down for an email and I'm halfway through writing it. I'm like, I am forcing every part of this. And like, yeah. sometimes I don't even recognize it for a while, but it's not you in flow. It's not, it's like you wearing a mask in a sense, which then you put it out there. And of course that feels salesy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did it feel salesy yesterday just to share what you were cooking? No. Right. Cause it's authentic. Yeah. So, okay. Um, and like, this is difficult because we see so much content out there of like these kinds of posts and this is your launch schedule and this, you know, this is push on people's pain points and, you know, it's like all of these marketing rules. And so then we take all of that on. We're like, it can't possibly be as simple as me having fun and just saying what I feel called to, sh to share. Right. Yeah. But it really can be. And that's, I guarantee the times that it's worked for you. Right. Yeah, for sure. I know I always like I think I always like hated writing content because they're like, oh, you gotta have one where you're an authority. You gotta have uh, one yeah, where you're doing this and this. And it's like I get that, but it's just sometimes you just want to write what feels best. I guarantee that if you write what feels best, you're gonna check those boxes anyways. You'll have one that's inspiration, okay. you'll have one that's authority, you'll have one, it'll just naturally yeah. come through you. It's like when you're in flow and you view yourself through your content more as a channel than anything else, like I like to sort of set this intention of like, what would serve people today? Like, just let it come through me. I yeah. have found over and over and over that those are the often the posts that sometimes I don't find out till later that people read that and it really resonated. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, also it's like, I, because I'm viewing myself just as a channel for the message that wants to be out in the world, it's always the message that people need, right? Because everything's like yeah. a co-creation. So what people are yeah. calling for is allowed to come through you now because you're operating from like being and love and, you know, creativity, not should and logic and coercion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Which is what the marketing world is. So it's like so hot. Yeah. We're constantly told what we need to feel good and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, now we're out there trying to come from a more of like a heart space and everything mm -hmm. that we've ever seen doesn't believe that that's enough. Whereas like, yeah. you know that it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And what kind of content of others do you, do you resonate with or are you drawn towards? Is it like, you know, someone in their authority and they're giving you six steps to blah, blah, blah. And it's very sort of methodical. Or is it like something that you really felt someone's power behind? The second one that you feel. Yeah. yeah. You feel like connected real. to them. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's their right. real emotions. So yeah. Yeah. Right. So use that as evidence because it's what you're drawn towards is something authentic. Yeah. And that's evidence for you that that's what other people need too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to just use our last few minutes here, <coughs> excuse me, to talk about your fear of failing, um, fear of success, essentially like scaling and then not being able to maintain it mm -hmm. and fear of losing your freedom. The second two are usually, um, more about the physical structure of your business. Like like letting yourself structure things that feel very scalable to you. Like you can imagine a lot of people in them okay. without it feeling. So like, you know, if you have a group course and everybody gets a one-on-one -on -one call, but you want 30 people in it, that's probably not what you're doing. But just as an example, yeah. that's, that's obviously over. Yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. overwhelming. Um, it, it also, you know, as you grow, you'll charge more for your one-on-ones. -on so you need less clients to make 
the money. Sometimes it's tiny little things. Like I'm going to put all of my coaching calls on a Tuesday so that the rest of the week I have nothing but space and time, right? Rather than like scattering them throughout the week, which does feel overwhelming. Um, But then also like looking at where is, where is the structure and support in your business feeling overwhelming to you? I used to do Facebook groups for all my programs and people could ask questions, but I felt totally overwhelmed giving written answers to everybody. Like it felt like I was just constantly in the group. Like, so instead I moved all of that, at least for my higher level programs over to Voxer support where I can give people a voice message and I love it. Right. And so now I'm not feeling overwhelmed by the idea of more people because I feel that I can serve them. But that was like personal alignment for me. So is there anywhere in your business that does feel overwhelming to you? in terms of, I mean, you might not be at that level yet in terms of the number of clients, but does, is there anything that feels like it could be overwhelming if it actually were to manifest? I feel like, so I don't know. I always feel like I sit down and I'm like, I want this many one-on-one clients. And then, but then it's like, but what if it takes away my freedom? If I get to that point, what if it takes away me not being able to have creation days and like all that stuff like right that, I guess it's like the idea of like the future of having that come to me but then because yeah. I'm worried about that it never comes to me <laughs> I think right. that's where I'm at probably so so what's the structure of your one-on-one what do they get um, they get so it's three months with me and they get like a weekly live call um and then they have boxer support so we just do voice messaging um, which they can use. I usually say 24 five cause I like them to take a break from me. And then, yeah. um, what else do I, I do weekly check-ins too on top of that. Okay. So. Um, 24 fives, does that mean you're available for them 24 hours a day throughout the week? <clears throat> yeah. But I, when I do the structure, I'm like, you can message me between like nine and six or okay. something like that. Like I give them a time frame, and I'm like, if I reply, great. If not, like I may reply on weekends, but typically like Good. I want you to respect my time. Like I respect yours. So do you find yourself like, so the way I do Voxer is I have no notifications turned off. Cause I don't want to like continuously see, like, I love talking to my clients, but if there's constant notifications, it can yeah. feel really. So I tell people that I check in a minimum of once a day. And some of my programs are only two days a week, depending on the level of support. Um, usually I check in more than that, but I typically go in in the morning and I answer whatever questions are there. And then I have permission after that to not do it again. I often usually do because I like talking to people, but it's not like an expectation, right? So do you feel obligated to be talking to your clients all day long if that's what they want? Yeah. And if they don't message me that day, then I'm like, I feel obligated to check in with them, even though it's really not my job to that's on them. So I would work on letting go of that because I don't believe you owe that to anyone. And I actually believe we need to give our clients space as well to not be like, so yeah. how are things going right now? Because then they feel like they might be behind on something potentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that usually comes from like, we're making it mean something about us. If we're not like, if they're not talking to us every day, like they paid this money and I want to make sure that they know that I'm here for them all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, it might be something a little yeah. bit different, but I used to feel like, I had to over deliver because I was indebted to people that were spending money on me. Right. Which is that way. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, let me prove to them that it it was worth it, that I was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Which just comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. And that will naturally kind of fall away. But the other thing I'd say about that is I always um, tell my clients who are dealing with the same thing, like the over delivering that you are an, you are, an embodiment of them showing up for themselves. So if you're constantly giving away or over delivering and, you know, wanting to be super available to people, you're being that for them, right? They're going to model some of that behavior because you're their coach. It doesn't really matter what the topic is that you're talking about. So yeah. when I say, these are my boundaries, this is how often I show up. I'm giving permission to my clients to do the same thing in their own life. Whereas if I'm available to them all day long, they feel like they need to do that as well. And that doesn't serve them. Right. So that's just like a little mindset hack where it's like, give your work on giving yourself permission because it's going to serve them. And a good coach, you know, walks hand in hand with someone until they don't need you anymore. You don't actually want to teach them 
that they need someone in their corner, you know, yeah. five days a week. Yeah. They yeah. can handle it on their own. That's what you're helping them do. So yeah, a couple little things there. I just wanted to talk really quickly about um, the fear of failing. Mm-hmm. When that comes up for you, what does it feel like or what kind of thoughts come to mind? Is it like what it, everyone will know that I was unsuccessful? I made a mistake. What is it? Um, I would say like, yeah, there's a little bit with like worrying about people thinking that I'm unsuccessful or whatever. I think a lot of it comes from, again, like the money and like, if I am successful, I want to be able to maintain it. And then definitely like, again, losing my freedom of owning a business and having to go back and working for somebody. I think that's like the biggest one for me, but yeah. Okay. So I just want to offer something around all of that because we typically especially if you're into manifestation, we're like, oh, I can't think about those things because then they might happen. I actually want to encourage you to do the complete opposite. And I want you, when if ever fear comes up for you to indulge it, like to be like, okay, if I have a fear that I might lose my freedom and have to go back to a job I don't love, what does that mean? Like, what does that feel like in my body? Mm -hmm. Because our fears, like they're emotions that we're storing in our body and we tend to push them down and then they just keep persisting right? Emotions, I like to say, are energy in motion. So we actually want to allow them to move. And if it's coming up for you, it's because it wants to be released. And the way that we stop resisting the possibility of the things that we don't want happening is by shedding light on them, like actually going to the place. I had to do it this year as I was restructuring all kinds of things in my business. Um, I had sort of like a bit of a dip in sales um, because I was really like, I've been building something that's much more aligned for me. But with that came all kinds of uncertainty. And for months I pushed away this fear of like, what if it all comes crashing down and I'm 33 and living with my parents and for months and which of course is not what's going to happen. But that was really real for me of like, how awful would that be? And all the things that it meant and all the ways in which I identified with my success and the way that I moved beyond it was by actually allowing myself to go there. Like what, and trust me, there's nothing I would want less. (laughs) So it wasn't comfortable at all, but I gave myself the space and time. I still do it if it ever, anything like that comes up where I'm like, okay, what would that mean for me? You know, would I be okay? And the more that I went there and shed light on it, the less that fear felt like it had this, you know, like hold on me, like it had its fangs in my heart. And then, and it was kind of like, okay, well, it wouldn't be good. I wouldn't want that, but I, things would be okay. Like I would, you know, rebuild from a different place or like, I don't know, whatever, but I I am someone who figures things out and I would figure that out. And then I got to stop operating from that fear because if we have fear behind what we're doing in our business and we're like, I really don't want this thing to happen. So the universe should send me $20,000 so that I don't have to think about it we're coming from, from fear and scarcity and then asking for abundance to cover up an emotion we don't want to feel right. What if it was a safe space for you? That's like your inner child talking. What if you were a safe space for her to feel however she wants to feel and you loved her anyways? Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna have to like sit down and work on this and just cry for like three days straight. (laughs) Crying is the best thing you can do for your business. I firmly believe it. I like look for reasons to cry because I'm like, great. You're like, like things, yeah, yeah. Like, th- like what movie could I watch today? <laughs> that would make me cry, honestly, because I really believe that these are emotions that are stored in our body. And a lot of it is fear from other people or even past generations that is literally stored in our DNA. And it's coming up because yeah. it wants, like you are the one it go. It, it's uh, the saying is feel it to heal it. It's that simple. Instead, we're like, no, I'll just achieve more and I'll try harder. And I heard a (laughs) metaphor last week of a guy talking about this. And he said, if the neighbor's child came to you and was like, I'm being abused at home, you wouldn't be like, well, let's make sure you make lots of money then. (laughs) You'd be like, come here. Like what we essentially abuse our inner child you know, by putting ourselves down and trying to suppress how we feel and not ever letting them feel safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just let that it's actually talking about, you know, feeling really confident. It's amazing. It's not even so much like we can build confidence, but 
when you remove the things that are keeping you from feeling confident, it's all that there really is left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's this experience you'll have, or you might have a couple of days where you just allow yourself to cry or be with the possibility of the worst case scenario. And then you'll wake up and you'll feel this immense lightness and everything else will start to feel lighter for you. And then it might happen again. And you're just like always processing. But if you see it as being a productive thing or a good thing, then it's, we don't have to yeah. resist those emotions anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for just you know, being so real and open and vulnerable with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I loved talking with you. And do you have anything else? I have a few more minutes. Do you have anything else you wanted help with or clarity on before we wrap up? <clears throat> I don't know, but I'm definitely going to go back and like watch this. It'll be a perk actually of, you know, having participated in these because you'll be able yeah. to go back and listen to it. And there'll be a, a bunch of others that you can listen to as well that I'm sure you'll hear things in. So Thank you, Courtney. Um, do you, are you okay with me linking your info for people below in case they want to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So I'll do that in the show notes for you guys and wherever else I put this. <laughs> um, and yeah, just thanks so much. I have no doubt about where you're going and just, you know, stop downplaying how amazing you are at helping people. That's, what's going to okay. unlock everything for you. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited awesome. to get to work. So thank you. Good. Awesome. <laughs> Would you call yourself illuminated? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, that was so lame, but I couldn't help it. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, girl. Have an thank awesome you. one. I'll start with you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you got value from it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on your Instagram stories and give the podcast a five-star review, which helps me to get this message out into the ears and the hearts of those who can benefit from it. And I'll see you guys next episode.